All right, we talked a little earlier about gas prices. Gas prices are concerning everybody. Obviously, they're, they're in the mid-fours now. And there's a lot of talk that by summertime, which is traditionally a time when gas prices end up going higher, we could be at 6 bucks. Paul Sankey is the lead oil and gas equity analyst for Sankey Research. Paul, thank you for coming on with us. Is it true that even in not just California— but here, maybe even in the Midwest, we could be looking at $6 a gallon gas prices? Yeah, I'm afraid to say it is. It uh, obviously is dependent on any change potentially in Ukraine, literally. Uh, but all things equal, uh, I think we're in for a, a hot summer because, you know, one of the things here actually, Mitch, is that people want to keep driving. You know, and as long as demand keeps holding up, the price is probably going to have to go higher. Now, that raises a very good point. Everyone, including the president, wants to blame Putin or wants to blame somebody else. But you just said as long as demand is there, the prices are going to be going up, which means it's the oil companies who are saying, hey, we can get six bucks. We can get six fifty. We can get six seventy five. No one is putting nor I guess should they in a free market. But no one's putting any kind of ceiling on the on the gasoline companies and the, and, and, and the oil companies for charging as much as they want to get away with here. So how much is, is the finger should be pointing at them? Not at all, actually, in my view, just because they, don't, they literally don't control the price. Um, if you look at a company like Exxon or Chevron, they really don't have any gas stations. One of the key problems here is actually we don't have enough refineries. So what we found ourselves is short refining capacity. The big oil companies produce crude oil. You can't put that in a car. You need to refine it into gasoline. Now, what's happened is that a lot of companies have shut refineries, and then suddenly, because of Putin, you've also lost Russian exports of of products, and suddenly we've got a huge problem with uh, availability of gasoline. And, you know, the, 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 the least guilty is the gas station. They just have to take the price, and actually, if prices are going up, they tend to lose money. So the gouging theory, frankly, is a bit of a misnomer. Well, why couldn't uh, they reopen the refineries? Uh, well, they did definitely, some of them, they did choose to shut them. And some of those decisions have been made by companies like Shell that are trying to be uh, carbon friendly. Some of them needed a lot of work and they were reluctant to make the investment. And you can't build a new one. You know, one of the problems in the U.S., as you well know up there, is that there's a lot of opposition to pipelines and to supply systems that could make things better. But environmentalists oppose these, this infrastructure that we need to move all this stuff around. We're short of barges, we're short of ships, because during COVID, they stopped investing. And as a result, you have less capacity now, particularly on the production side, and suddenly everyone wants to drive post-COVID. Right. And but but all of the buy. things that you're mentioning, those refineries, things like that, that didn't just happen in the last couple of months. That, that's been going on for a while, and yet you go back a year, a year and a half ago, and gas was in two, the $2 range, in 280 290 So is this all because of Ukraine? No, not at all. I mean, you know, what you've had here, as I said, is that because of COVID, the companies were losing so much money, they stopped investing because if they kept investing, they would go bankrupt. So what happened is that essentially you cut back on your spending. You started changing refineries to make renewable diesel to try and be carbon friendly because everyone's asking the companies to create less carbon. And next thing you know, with a boom in demand, boom in, coming boom in jet fuel demand, because everyone's going to start flying this summer, there just isn't enough supply. And correcting it, as you imply, is very difficult. You can't just turn this stuff back on. It's, it's kind of gone. So it's a problem. Yeah, so we, we got the double whammy of COVID uh, 
decreased our usage, and nobody knew how long that was going to go. So the oil company said, well, then we got to shut these down, shut these down, because we keep investing, we're going to lose money. Then all of a sudden, we kicked back up into gear, and right about that time we kicked up into gear, you had Ukraine and the shortage of the stuff that's going on there. Now, one of the calls that critics have made towards the Biden administration is if you made it seem that you were friendlier to the oil and gas industry, then there would be more investment and they would be taking up some of these licenses that are still out there that are unused, et cetera. But why should they do it if as soon as this Ukraine crisis is over, whatever, you're going to start treating them like the, 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 the ugly stepchild? And, uh, and, 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 you know, you're going to say you're not welcome. Is that accurate? Is, it, is, it, is, is some of this because of the unfriendly attitude that the Biden administration has long term towards the whole gas industry? Uh, yeah, partly. I mean, basically what happened is that in polling, you found that young people, a lot of Democrats, uh, but particularly the young generally, wanted a more environmentally friendly future and it would it would be successful in elections. And so they sort of greenwashed their offering with the Biden administration claiming to be very anti-oil. They didn't want anyone who knew anything about oil in the administration. And they thought that this would play very well, and it did. And the problem is that if you want to be more environmentally friendly, you have to pay more money. So that was number one. Number two was when the crisis hit, there was no one in the administration that knew a whole lot of anything about oil. So they didn't really know how to react. And they did things like releasing the SPR in November before there was a crisis that made the planning assumptions for the companies change right into 2022. So they all stopped investing as much as they would have otherwise because of the Biden administration uncertainty that you reference. And we've ended up in a huge mess because then with things already tight, Putin invaded Ukraine. So Putin has added to a problem that was already there. Last question is, is, is deep down, is the Biden administration kind of basically saying, well, yeah, we know this isn't popular, but this kind of jibes with our long-term goals to try to get people off of gas vehicles and into electric vehicles? Partly, but and, and, and yes, I think partly. But additionally, people are now waking up to the fact that, firstly, electric vehicles may not be that environmentally friendly, not cradle what we call cradle to grave. So if you look at where you get the lithium to make the batteries, et cetera, et cetera. A lot of it comes from China. A lot of it's made with coal-fired power, and a lot of it's very environmentally unfriendly. So there's a major question mark over whether that's the right idea. The, what we really need is more efficiency, and higher prices will lead to people being more efficient in their gasoline use. The problem is, as you know, the cure can be uh, almost worse than the disease. Hmm. Paul Sankey, lead oil and gas equity analyst for Sankey Research. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks, Mitch. Take a break, and we'll come back with more here on 760 WJR.